Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast brought to you by the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte County Unified School District. I'm Jeff Harris, superintendent of Del Norte Schools. And today on Coffee and Conversation, we're going to talk with Ryan Botton, our director of Information Network Services, and talk a little bit about where we are in the district with um, student devices, student connectivity, programs for for both uh, students and their parents. Um, Some exciting news, I think, for our whole community, and then talk about where we're going to be going in the next uh, few years. So, Ryan, welcome. Thanks, Jeff. It's uh, been a bit since I've been here, but happy to be back and love to talk about technology. And if you want to see what Ryan looks like, you can go back to a number of uh, webinars. (laughs) (laughs) He's on all the old webinars. So um, really, Ryan, thanks. I know you're you're really busy. We're in the typically we try not to pull you or your staff the first month of school because it's just chaos. Um, But, um, you know, we over COVID. You know, we were able to really, you and I talked, I think, in 2017, 2018, we were talking about how do we get it to one-to-one. COVID hit, um, you and your team ramped it up really, really, really fast. And we started to see devices come in. We started to see expansions of our um, Wi-Fi out into parking lots and places we'd never had them before. Um, what's it look like this year? So, yeah, we're, we're still one-to-one with devices. I think, you know, as far as, you know, what, what our students and parents, you know, see on the ground is every student has a device, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's just in the classroom. And, it, you know, it varies a bit on how each, each site and each grade level is, is uh, you know, deploying these. But, um, you know, definitely in our upper grade levels, these, these devices are going home with those students. Yeah. Um, well, we, in a lot of our upper grade kids, they were actually given computers as part of a uh, donation program through Frontier. Yeah, yeah, through Frontier and the California Emerging Technology Fund the CETF um, over the past, geez, it's been two years now. Um, A couple of years ago, our sixth grades got them and then they got them again last year. So those seventh and eighth graders have them. And then this year, this year, the 2022 school year, um, all of our ninth graders are actually getting another batch of these donations from the CETF and Frontier. And these aren't cheap computers. No, these are the same Chromebooks that we're using, you know, right, right, that we're purchasing as a district for our students. Um, And so I think as of this afternoon, they finished another batch of deployments at the high school. And so I think we're up to 130, 140 of our incoming ninth graders now have these devices. And I think it's really important to remember that these devices, while they're being managed by us right now, while you're a student at Del Norte, they are yours, you know, to keep forever and ever and ever. Right, right. right. So, they, they belong to the families. 100%. And, and well, and I think that's the really interesting part. And, and what I've, I've heard some really good feedback from parents who have said, it's really nice that my child can sit with a computer and they can't get onto things they probably shouldn't be on because it's managed through the schools. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, yeah. it's the same as being in a classroom. It's exactly the same. We put our management license on there, you know, same filtering, same, same everything. They're going to have the same experience as they're their, you know, uh, fellow student with a district device right next to them. Yeah. Well, and all the same programs, right? So the parents aren't having to pay for access to any pro- word processing, any productivity. Absolutely it's not. all there. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, you know, just so everybody knows, you know, speaking of access to, to, uh, to programs, you know, we still have all these great tools and our teachers are still using them, these resources, um, whether that be, you know, Google Classroom or Google School or whether that's Seesaw, that, that learning management system for our younger students, our, our kind of K2s. Mm-hmm. Um, Canvas. And, and then Canvas, of yeah. course, which is really the big one for, for really it's open to anybody that so you know, right. wants to use it. But, you know, these tools are available, they're accessible, and they're right there on those devices. Well, I think the interesting thing about Canvas and one of the reasons we were excited when we actually brought Canvas in 
was they're using it at the colleges. Exactly. And so it, it actually gives our students a leg up. If they know the platform, if they know how to access it, if they know how to do things, then when they walk out or when they dual enroll, because we do have dual enrollment at College of the Redwoods, mm-hmm. um, they can go on Canvas and they can get all their stuff, which is amazing. Yeah. And I think that was one of the really big points. I think a lot of people may think about a tool like Canvas or really any learning management system um, as really applicable you know, during distance learning, which for sure, 100% oh, yeah, yeah. it was. But the, I think I think personally, the real value is, is really not in distance learning. Right. I mean, this is a tool that is accessible now and dozens of our high school teachers and some of our middle school teachers are using it right now. And it's really, it's helping provide that, that structure you yeah. know, um, Canvas's parent company is called Instructure. I mean, it's the structure <laughs> around instruction, right? Um, and so I think that's that's the huge benefit. Is it's a place for all this content, whatever curriculum they're de- they're uh, sharing with the students. It, it really houses inside that Canvas platform. So the other question I typically get is, well, if my child can see all this stuff, can I? Absolutely. 100%. So, you know, Canvas has parent uh, portals. Um, Seesaw has a parent parent portal for it. But I think above all else, uh, you know, our student information system, which is Aries, I'm sure everybody's heard of heard of Aries. It's a pretty common one. But it's a it's a good point to bring up is that parents have 100% access to see your student records. um, And your attendance, your grades, your test scores, whatever that is in Aries. And so um, our communications department's done a great job. They've actually put together a really easy to remember uh, website to go to your Aries parent portal. And that's just dnusd.org slash parent portal. Yeah. Well, cause I can, I can never find it. So you need one for admin portals. <laughs> 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 so, but yeah, dnusd.org slash parent portal. And, and that gets you in there because what, what Seesaw Canvas, Google Classroom, Google School get you is it gets you the, the list of assignments, right? Yep. It gets you resources. And again, um, for, for any parent out there who wants to see what your child has, if they say, well, I don't have anything due, you can log in and you can see what's on there. But it's the same thing with Aries. And I, I think one of, the, one of the interesting things that I have conversation with families about quite a bit is when you log into that Aries portal, mm-hmm. if that teacher is utilizing Aries grade books, yep. they can actually see missing assignments. Well, they and they can in, in Canvas and the other ones too, but they can see missing uh, missing assignments. They can see late assignments. They can see, you know, one of the most interesting things, both as a parent, because I happen to be the principal of a school where my son was also a student. Right. Um, I could actually go in and I could tr- track his grades. And it was really interesting. You know, you could see a, if you started to see a trend in a decline in grades or an upward trend, then the question was really interesting about what's going on, right? Too much time at baseball practice or, uh, you know. Right. There's even some newer features with the the mobile app, the Aries Parent Portal or Student Parent Portal mobile app, where you can actually game a little bit. Say it's getting closer to the quarter or the end of the semester. Yeah. And you're sitting at that that C plus, B minus. You can actually see what do I need to do? You know, what do I need to get in order to get up to that next grade level? So it's not just... It models the grades? It does. It models the grades. So you can say, okay, how many points am I short or whatever that looks like, right? right. And so there's, you know, technology can be really great, you know, in those instances when it, when it really works well like that, not oh, yeah. just to see, you know, are we on a, on, are we on the right trend? Are we not? Not just, you know, cause it's not always negative. Right. It could just be like, man, I really want that. I want that a plus, you know, I want that 97%. Oh, totally. What do I got to do to get there? Oh, well, we used to see kids do it all the time though. You know, it, there's, there's this major, whatever coming up, athletic event performance, whatever, but you have to have this GPA mm-hmm. and you'd see GPAs rise as that events kind of, you know, 
started to approach. Um, but but that does bring up an interesting thing because I know a lot of times, uh, you know, I was an English teacher and I'd meet with my students and say, hey, if you'll only do this on this test, right. it's going to do this for your grade. And so what what a great tool. Now I wish I could see it while we're sitting here talking. Right. But, but what a great tool for a family to be able to open that page and talk to their child and say, hey, this is all you have to do. I mean, that that's both that's true family engagement in a child's education. That's that's really promoting that that child has the ability to improve. Um, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. And that's when that's when tech is great right yeah. there, in my opinion, really is, you know, if it kind of fades away and it really just provides you that resource to start that conversation, yeah. you know, about what you need to what you need to do to, to get that grade. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, that's pretty cool. But. So, you know, I think that kind of brings us to another point because um, a lot of our families, well, this may not come to a shock to anybody. Um, when I first drove through here, uh, I lost satellite signal on my car radio, right? Right. <laughs> and so. Shocker. It, shocker. Yeah, yeah. I know. And and internet in some areas isn't that far behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and internet's also expensive. You know, uh, it's quite honestly, I, I found it a little bit more affordable here when I was over in Redding and out in the r- really rural part. Um, I think we were paying 150 a month or something like that for Easy. basic internet. Yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of our families in this community, even $50 a month is a lot of money. Right. Um, what What's going on with the affordable connectivity program? I, I know um, we were talking just before we started recording. That's a federal component of a um, uh, California thing. I think a lot of people will hear about here in a few weeks. They're going to have a big kickoff on October 8th. But this actually is kind of a not only a preview, but it lets our families get on the bandwagon a little earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the, the, the ACP, the Affordable Connectivity Program, it is a federal program. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it what it provides, um, and the really cool thing here is that, I guess the, the take home here is that, and we're going to throw some acronyms out there. I don't know how not to, but... We'll, we'll explain uh, them as we go through. Yeah. Them. So as a reminder, um, we're a community eligibility provision district. Um, that means all of our students eat, eat for free, uh, free lunches through the CEP program. Yeah, so you hear CEP, that's CEP, community that's, eligibility yep, provision. Yep. And that's one of the uh, rationale to qualify for the ACP. Yeah. Right. The, uh, the so, affordable, yeah. So, so just, just for folks who may be listening, who may not have children in school or you went to school a long time ago, like me, um, <laughs> when, <laughs> When in the old days, um, to qualify for what they called the free lunch program or the federal lunch program, that's had a lot of names over the years, um, you had to fill out a pretty burdensome form that really detailed income and everything else. And then you would qualify for one of, or there would be basically three different levels. There was free lunch, there was reduced lunch, or there was no subsidy, no, no, no assistance. Um, in Del Norte, at, oh my gosh, what's it been now? Six years? Five years? Five years. Yeah. Four or five years, yeah. So when Debbie Kravitz, I believe, mm-hmm. was our was our director of nutrition services, Debbie approached me and said, hey, can we do this? And so we applied for the community eligibility program. And what that means is that there is no income eligibility required for a child to eat free in our schools. And that means that every student from TK through 12th grade gets a free breakfast, Free lunch, and if they're in after-school programs, um, a uh, free afternoon snack and a free supper. Right. So it's totally at no cost. 
However, there's still a little bit of work that folks have to do, right? Because in order to qualify for CEP, which gets everybody into ACP, you have to fill out your EBB, EBB, <laughs> the educational benefit form. <laughs> and, and the educational benefits form went home with every child at the beginning of school. Um, not nearly as invasive as the old income verification forms. Right. Um, but really important in kind of this procedural piece uh, to make sure that every child still qualifies for CEP. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So um, so now that now that every child's qualified for CEP yes. and we're eligible for ACP because they filled out the EBB. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, what is the ACP? What is the Affordable Connectivity Program? So again, it's a federal program. And what it, what it really gets you is discounts um, on your internet service at home, up to 30 bucks a month. Um, and again, everybody's eligible. You just have to apply 30 bucks a month discount on your internet service that you have now. Well, when you say apply, basically you, they go online and fill out a form. Correct. Correct. And yep. that website, and I'll say it again um, here, is is internetforallnow.org. So internetforallnow.org. There's a big yellow apply now button. Um, ask you for a couple pieces of information. And so, like I said, that gets you 30 bucks a month discount on your internet service. Now, now, if you live on qualifying tribal lands, which I know a lot of our uh, community does, it's actually up to a $75 a month discount um, on, on your local or your, uh, your home internet service. So again, that internetforallnow.org is the place to go. And we're really encouraging people to apply because again, you already all qualify. If you have a student in the school district, since we're CEP, you, you qualify. Um, and you just need to go through and apply for it. And, you know, you would be eligible for this discount. And I have already confirmed that all of our primary local providers, whether that's Frontier or a lot of us use Charter Spectrum, mm -hmm. um, are on the list of, of vendors that are part of this program. And does that does that start, do you know, Rand, and you may not know, but th does it start immediately upon submission of the form? I think there's a 30-day window, okay. and then it applies to probably your next billing cycle. Okay. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, you know, it takes a little bit of time. Yeah, that, but again, that's pretty amazing. I, I I can't think, and I'm just trying to go through my, my head here, because I, I did live in the CEP district, or worked in the CEP district before, but they exited CEP. Okay. Um. I, I can't think that this sort of community-wide benefit, and you do have to have a child in Delnort schools, right? Um, but I can't think that this this community-wide benefit exists in many other places in our state this broadly. No, I don't think not, so. Not, not to a, a whole county. No, because I mean, basically, yeah, not to a whole county. It's county-wide. Yeah. So it's a great program. We'd love to see. I mean, I think there's, I want to say there's, what did they say? There's, you know, 13 million households in California yeah. that could be eligible. And right now... Um, you know, only five, 5.8 million have actually signed up. So there's, yeah. you know, there's a big gap there. We've got another 7 million households that we're really trying to get signed well, up. So, and, and with the cost of everything going up, you know, mm -hmm. this is, this is an extra tank of gas or a part of a tank of gas yeah. each month. Yeah, I know. Right. Right. Um, it's part, it's, it's, it's more groceries and, and, or it's just covering the gap between what it used to cost and it costs now. So, um, I think everybody really ought to go check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's what again? It's internetforallnow.org. And it's all spelled out. Correct. Internetforallnow.org. Okay. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, you're struggling to find a device or access, you know, just, just come by the district office. My team here, we're right here. As you come in, we can get you onto a computer. We've got kiosk systems. There's computers everywhere. We've, it's got, not, we've got computers in the front office right outside your door. Yeah, we don't want, we don't want access. And it's, it's, it's always, you know, carts and horses, right? You know, how do we... You know, people need internet. They need discounted <laughs> internet. How do we do this? They don't, may not have internet. Right. Just 
find a way to get here, get to a school site. Um, we will make sure we do what we can to get you access to these resources. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we, we have schools all over the county, up in Mountain, yep. down in Klamath, up in Smith River, uh, Fort Dick. They're, you can go to a school. We can help out. Exactly. So, again, I, I think it's really kind of interesting to know that all of our all of our students have what they need, right, to do the job. We're rolling out free devices to our ninth graders, um, which – Again, that, that's been an amazing thing. I mean, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars that Frontiers provided in devices. I mean, yeah. that's been really cool. Um, our community can access uh, the Affordable Connectivity Program, but you're still not done, right? Your, your staff, no. when, when I first started here, technology was, I'm not going to say a small part of the district, but it, doesn't, it wasn't nearly as embedded, right. I think, as it is now. And Tech had three. Yeah, we started with three when Employees. I came on. Yeah, and how many do you have now? Eleven. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a growth. It is. It is necessary. I think. Nece- I don't, oh, think, totally I don't think anybody would would disagree. You know, we're yeah. thankful to have them. You know, but even some of those eleven is is recent, right? We know it was oh, just right. last year we brought on a dedicated help desk position. So there's always somebody to answer the phone, no matter what. Right. Uh, because you know we we saw that increase. This, you know, we're still we're supporting. Help families log in to Seesaw Canvas, Google Classroom, Aries, Clever, all exactly. that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. We're getting those calls from home, and that's that's great. We're here to support that, right? Yeah. So. But you got bigger things on the horizon, too. We do. Yeah, we can't forget, you know, we were fortunate. Uh, it's been five years now, Jeff, if you can believe that. We went through that huge <laughs> network infrastructure upgrade. That was in 2017, 2018. Yep. Um, and, you know, five years is a long time in the world of technology. So yeah. I'm always trying to, we're always trying to make sure we're not, uh, we're not not looking ahead. Well, and it was good that we did because exactly. one of our board members, uh, Frank Magarino, always looks at that and says, if it wasn't for that, there's no way we could have gotten through everything we were required to do during COVID. Yeah, for sure. We were, you know, very fortunate and we had that that core. We talked about it time and time again. That core was good. We want to never get to a point where that core network infrastructure isn't in a good shape, you know. So we're already looking ahead, you know, in that next, you know, three to five years out. Right. And, you know, even in the short term, though, you know, some of that stuff in the world of technology, five years is old. So even this week coming up to the board meeting, we're going to, you know, we've got some stuff that needs to start getting upgraded. Right. You know, our, our our core storage needs to grow. We, right. we are we need to get bigger. We need to have more capacity. Um, and really the big thing, I think, on the horizon this year that people may start hearing about is the fact that, you um, there's a lot of new, newer and better wireless technologies, right? So mm-hmm. we have a wireless access point in every single classroom and shared space in the district. I th- Dan on my team would, he knows the number off the top of his head. I think it's 374, <laughs> maybe it's 376 um, individual, you know, wireless access points. Those are, are starting to show their, show their age. They're getting up there in, in age and the technologies have gotten better. And as we have more and more devices with one on, you know, and it's not just one, everybody listening in knows that, most students have a have a smartphone. Teachers definitely have a device of their own. Oh yeah. Um, well, there were four of us in my family sitting in the room at one point, and we looked at our our internet usage, and there were nine devices yep. on at that particular point in time. Yep. Yeah. You, you think it's about crazy. you think about a ninth grade classroom. We got everyone's got a Chromebook. Yep. At least all those students also have a device. The teacher has at least one, if not two, district devices plus their personal. You're upper upwards of a hundred devices connected in a room. Yeah. You know, um, plus the phones and the speakers and everything else. So anyway, newer wireless technology, we don't need to get in the weeds. Six, six E, the newer technologies really are designed to handle that load. And we want to make sure we're not behind the eight ball 
um, on this. And so that's what we're looking for. That's what my team's focused on this year in a big way is what that next wireless upgrade looks like. And that'll be coming here in the next 12 to 24 months. We want to make sure that whatever happens, we're prepared for. Well, and, and when you talk about prepared, I think, you know, when folks do think back five years, which again, I've even had people say five years, that's a waste of money to replace something after five years. If we go back to, to when I started school, there was computers. I, I went to visit my uh, my uncle on an Air Force base in Illinois, and he took me into the computer room. And it was a really cold room with floor-to-ceiling machines where you had to do punch cards to do basic things, right? Right, right. And now we're walking around with watches where we can make phone calls and check the weather and do send text messages and whatever else it is. And they have more computing power than the computer that I used in college to write papers on. It's just absolutely amazing what's out there. So five years. Um, and when we talk about devices, when we talked years ago about going one-to-one, we said we were going to have to come up with some way to renew devices every fifth year. Right. Basically. Yeah. Um, but when people think back to five years ago and they say, well, you spent millions of dollars and our board basically had to take out, it, it was a lease. Yes. A five-year lease to own type thing. Mm-hmm. This year, that's not the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we've been setting money aside, right. you know, intentionally our board, I say we, but our board has been, had enough foresight to say like, listen, we know the technology is going to need to be replaced, you know, yeah. with the intent of, of hopefully never having to, to go out and, and do a lease like that again, right? you know, and so I feel like we're really well positioned to, to, to do this, you know, without that, that additional stress of, man, this stuff's aging out and we need to deal with it right now. Well, we do, we want to have, you know, but we're doing this in a more controlled, right. I, I hope a more controlled uh with a little bit more foresight right. this time through. Well, and, and just, I think, so that we're not a we're not a recipient of a lucky decision. Right. But we are creating a, a really positive, successful outcome for students and families and our staff. Yeah. And I want to I want to make sure people know, I mean, I love you know, I love technology. I think it's a great, I think it's a great thing, but it's not just technology for the sake of technology. It's not just, you know, me or my team sitting here being like, oh, that's, that's really cool. And that's new. Right. Not to say it's not cool and it's not new, you know, but we want to make sure we have everything in place so that when that next great educational resource comes along, right, whether that's, you know, augmented reality or virtual reality or whatever that next thing is that we just don't know about what, what is, what's going to come out in two years or even in, in six months, we want to make sure that the IT side, the technology that we're building everything off of doesn't limit that growth, right? Like, oh yeah, everybody knows how important computer science is and, you know, coding. And that's, that's the way the world is, is, is trending. And we want to make sure that the infrastructure we have in place that our educators and our students are using in no way, shape or form ever, ever limits them from that growth. Right. Well, and we're out of time, but I, you know, I just want to say too, it's, it's a really great relationship, I think, between the Del Norte County Office and the Del Norte Unified School District, because you and most of your staff Mm -hmm. are employees of the Del Norte County Office of Education um, and really are providing services to the district for the equipment and the machines and the the stuff that, that they purchase and so, or we purchase, I think we're both they and us, right? Right. So, um, uh, you know, it's a really good example of how those two kind of houses work together. So, Ryan, I know that you've got to run. Um, thank you for spending the time to walk through these things. So remember, you can go to internetforall.org. Internet for all now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Internet for all now. Dot org. Um, and to get access into uh, Aries, you can go to dnusd.org slash parent portal. 
And for any questions about logging in, for more information about ACP or, or additional information about how to get there, uh, you can contact our helpline. So our helpline is uh, 707-464-0701. And uh, if you need help logging in to get the um, Affordable Connectivity Program application submitted, come on down to the district office, go to your local school, they can give you a hand. Absolutely. So Ryan, thanks again. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff.